Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello, Freckled Foodie fam. Today, we are joined by my cousin, Carly Loveman, one of my favorite people on this universe. Carly is a few years younger than me, I think three maybe um and she is just the greatest um we get into this a bit in the beginning of the episode but basically the reason we are doing this episode is because when I posted a story saying like oh my cousin and I had to go at it with our grandma on a family weekend to combat some diet culture shit everyone responded like how do you do this what do you say this is so something that happens to me too. Can you talk about it more? So that's what we're doing. We make it very clear in this episode, but I just want to point out ahead of time, um, these are things that we all converse with our family. We're not like airing dirty laundry on the show. This is like a very much a topic of conversation within our family. And that is why we felt comfortable sharing it. We also spoke with members of our family about this. So this isn't like a gotcha moment by any means. Um, we dive into how we've experienced diet culture stuff in our families, how we react, what we say, um, like even how I've played a role in certain things that Carly has experienced as a kid and Carly's experience just feeling a little other than our family or other members of our family. So I hope you guys enjoy. Without further ado, here's Carly. Guys, I'm super pumped because we're here with my cousin, Carly, who I've shared. I mean, you're on my page a lot from like Cousins Coffee. Yeah, you are. Cousins Coffee. Cousins Coffee. Family stuff. Um, For context, Carly is my mom's sister's middle child. So we're both both middles. Mm -hmm. Um, We're actually very similar in a lot of ways. Different in many, but very similar in also many. and car, how old are you now? 27. Okay, 27. About to be 28. Yeah, so. our birthdays are coming up. Yeah, we're both on the 27th. Yes. Yeah. It's birthday week for me as we record yeah. this. Um, but anyway, the reason I really wanted to have Carly on for many reasons, but what really sparked this for me was we were all sitting at the beach and we it was like our moms, Nana, Susan Marin. was there, wasn't she? I think so. Yeah, our mom's other sister. 
um, Marin, who's Carly's older sister, and Lucy. It was for Lucy's birthday, right? Or so like Lucy around the Fourth of there. July. Whatever. We had a decent amount of us um, from our Oaks women family, and we were talking. Nana made a comment that was heavily rooted in diet culture about ice cream, and I was like, Nana, you cannot say that. And it kind of just sparked this whole conversation, and it was Carly and me kind of like taking the lead of like. Not fighting, but being arguing, vocal, being like vocal, speaking up. Yes, good calling job. it out. Yes, um, of just like that's not something that should be said anymore or ever. Um, but we also acknowledge that a our nana is from a very different generation, and b our mothers grew up with certain things said around them that trickled down to us. And the two of us, and I think almost, I th- I would say all of the grandchildren Mm -hmm. are very set on like breaking this mold and doing our best to stop it from continuing especially as we have children so I posted a story of Carly and I a selfie just being like when the two of you when you and your cousin have to stand up against your nana and talk about diet culture and a lot of you DM'd me being like how do you do this what do you say can you dive into this more and so I asked Car to come on and we're gonna unpack it all we're here. I'm just going to let you take the lead. <laughs> so here we are. Um, okay, so let's give some context. Yeah, I was going to say we need to give yeah. like the Oaks women That's what I was going to start. Yeah. Okay. So our Nana has three daughters, my mom, Carly's mom, and then their other sister. And then each one of those, the oldest sister has three girls, my mom has three girls, and your mom has two girls and a boy. So there are eight granddaughters. So we are female fucking forward and so and three like three women and then eight right women and nana so what's the math on that that's 12 12 so fast math um so oaks women is like very strong and we love each other and i want to be very clear like i know we talked to our moms about this before like we love our family so intensely yeah and we love our mothers we love our nana however you can still want to change things. And I think it's also that timing has changed. Like mm-hmm. we're in a very different world than we were when our moms were growing up, especially when Nana was growing up. But even like four years ago, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like I feel like I wasn't able to fully have the conversations that I'm able to have or like really vocalize it or acknowledge it until recently where I'm like, okay, you know what? Enough is enough. Like I can't, I've already grown up like with this whole mindset or like things being said. And I'm just like, I, I just feel like we're kind of sick of it. No, I (laughs) agree. But yes, we do love our family so much. And we have these conversations like with our family. Right. So that's why I feel like so we, we can, can have, have them these. Publicly. Yeah. Cause we've already had them. Right. Yeah. It would be one thing if we like never said anything about this. We're not we, like, like spilling the tea. Like, right. <laughs> shitting on our family. Okay. Exactly. Um, so I think what you said is very true of like even in the past few years, we've grown up. But also, I think, yes, times have changed recently. But I can speak for me personally. Maybe you agree is that I've done like personal work and growth to get to a place where I'm like, I don't want to think like this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say these things about myself. And I don't want to hear other people say them about themselves because like it, you realize what can be on the other side of it maybe. Like you realize how happy you can be and how good you can feel in your body. And that's also where a lot of it comes from where I'm like, I don't want my mom to not feel good about herself. I don't want Nana to 
not eat fucking ice cream. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? I want her to enjoy She's herself. years old. Eat the ice cream. It's going to be fine. So many things. Um, yeah, but I think feeling good is, is like, my main thing. Like, I realize that I just want to feel good about myself. I want to feel good in my body. Like, I don't think I've always felt that way. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I don't. I want everybody else to feel that way because when you can feel, like, comfortable— or what Beyonce's new song, Cozy, like cozy in your skin. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the that's what you're trying to get to. That's the goal. Yes. And so. So let's take it back a step. Okay. Because we dove into this conversation deeper a week or so ago mm-hmm. at the beach a separate time. Your history with your body, your feelings around your body, comments being made. Um, like what was your relationship like with yourself and your body growing up? Um, I do want to preface by saying, like, it's a, it still goes on today. Like, I'm right. not, like, fully, like, oh, my God, I'm super confident and so happy. And, like, it's it's always going to be a growing thing for me, I mm-hmm. think. Um, but I think growing up, I was always seen as, like, being, like, I was called, like, thick, right? Yeah. So, like, a layer of skin on my body, which is in now and is, like, amazing. And this is again, just my own experience of like what I was, what I heard as a little girl. And maybe I grew up with, you know, all these older women in my family in my mom and aunts and Nana being gorgeous, like confident, like generally very thin. thin. We can say that. Um, My mom didn't always like feel a hundred percent confident either, Mm -hmm. but anyways. um, And so I always felt like I was just like, I had a different body type than everybody so I'd see what everybody was wearing and we dress up and I was always like trying to to be in with the crowd and it just made me I think uncomfortable because I was a little bit curvier a little bit thicker um I love that about me now but like growing up it was just always I felt a little different yeah and I think our family yes and you said at the beach which really put it into I thought perspective where you were like I just felt other Mm-hmm. And I think if someone's then the know, women and then family. the women in our family, of course, if someone's see, like you are still considered by society thin, yeah. Um, but I think that when you look at our family, we typically have a specific build, and I think that's what also reemphasized it. Also, we were naked twenty four seven. We were naked, like sharing Why? clothes twenty four seven, filming yeah. everything twenty four seven. So I think even my mom, you guys brought this up when we were talking about this the other week. You know, my mom, for instance, bought some dresses and. She was like, oh, try this on, try this on, car, you might want this. We were all trying it on, and I just threw on the dress, took it off. I was like, mm-hmm. I love this, threw on another one. And your mom was like, that's not how everyone lives, where you no. can just throw on every dress, and it somehow fits you, and it that has works. literally never happened to me, minus maybe last week. And I was like, wow, this feels really good, but I also don't want to be, like, have that be the validation, right? Where it's like, I finally fit right. in, like, Cindy's dress. <laughs> like, it's just... It's kind of, because that's always been the case. And I think, um, like, any event that we've had, whether it's a wedding mm-hmm. or it's my bat mitzvah or whatever it is, or, like, we're just at the beach and dressing up, like, the clothes that I have are, like, thrown in my room, it's like a tornado went off because I'm like, oh, this didn't fit or this isn't right or, like, how am I going to look in this compared to everybody else? Or mm-hmm. so then, yeah, I just feel like it's never it's never an easy fit, Um which is hard because then you're like, well, why can't everybody else like throw on a piece of clothing, go downstairs and be ready and happy? And I'm like internally just like, oh, my God, this is awful. Yeah. Like I feel awful. 
Um, that's something that even my mom was like, I've never, I mean, that right there is thin privilege yeah. if you don't experience that. Um, but I want to get into how we react to commentary. Okay. So growing up, I think we experienced different commentary being around in different households. Yes. We obviously experienced some of the same when we were all together. All together. Um, our Nana grew up with a mother that we're, we just learned was very image obsessed, mm-hmm. very image forward, very weight obsessed. Um, and it was kind of dr- drilled into her especially in that generation, she's 90, of like women have to look a specific way, women have to do specific things, and that is the main priority. Like, Mm -hmm. wouldn't you agree? Yes, and I also think, I mean, this could be, I don't want to, like move us too forward away from this topic yeah. but I think it was also from like the from men so it's like you had to be thin of for course. your husband for your husband to want you to stay with him to like you had to stay so do all these things backwards. yeah it's the yeah. patriarchy but like I think that Nana Nana mm-hmm. that was like a big thing for her that she had to like dress really nice and be thin and the same thing was inst- installed in Nana and as much as we love our papa I think the same thing it was yeah. like she kind of said that yes la- or last right. week that I don't think I really realized so I know we all were like what the Fuck. We were like, wait. No, but even watching her watch Joe do things, like when Joe clear, clears the table yeah. or if Joe's doing stuff with Liam. And, like, I see it from other grandparents also. It's like, oh, my God. he He's You so are amazing. so lucky. Yeah. He does this. And I'm like, what? He's a parent. He's, He's a parent. Good. He's a good parent. Yeah. yeah. But, like, of course, he knows how to freaking feed Liam a bottle. Yeah. Um, so I think that is mainly a generational thing. But then, of course, we have to give credit to the fact that our parents were raised very heavily in that, our mm-hmm. mothers, um, which obviously has impacted them. I think for me, and I've spoken about my mom on here having a um, eating disorder for a large portion of her young adult life. My main thing was hearing herself criticize herself. Mm-hmm. And which she definitely saw her as a kid. She witnessed her mother do. Because we see it all the time. Right. Yeah. And I think what is so confusing for people to potentially realize, and like even my mom who says, like, well, I wasn't commenting on your weight. I'm like, I know you weren't. But watching you, someone who I find so fucking beautiful and who I look like mm-hmm. pretty much. You do, yeah. Critique herself is like, well, then what do you think about me? Inherently, that's how you consume that. And I know a big thing for us was when I started doing my own personal work about two or three years ago, pre ever being pregnant, I was like, listen, if you want to have a relationship with my children, it's got to stop because I am not bringing that shit into my children. Like this is the generation where it ends. And I have made such a conscious effort to never speak badly about myself in front of Liam. Like, yeah, I, that like amazes me. I just feel like you were one of the first people in our family to like really make that a point and to like say it. And even for me, I'm like around when I'm around Liam, I don't want to say anything bad about myself either. I just think that's really, really cool. Thank you. And I feel like you've taken the lead on it. So I, appreciate that thank you especially because you have kids and I don't but like starting that next generation for us is really cool to see how you parent and how you're changing your mindset and you also did a lot of work before you were pregnant thank like, god yeah <laughs> you have yeah and now you you're able to take that on as a mother but 
I just wanted to acknowledge that. Thank you so much. But like, I will literally sit in front of the mirror. Like I got dressed the other day and I'm like, Liam, look how pretty mommy looks. Or I'm like, wow, look when I'm working out around him, look at how strong mom is or look at how smart mommy is. If she figures something, if I, not she, if I figure something out, like again, it's not all about looks. So like complimenting my ability to like build this fucking tower thing I built him the other day. Like, look at how smart mommy is that she was able to build that on her own. Like, mm-hmm. women can do anything. Like, yeah, just, it's true. It's, it's like self-love and acknowledging yes. the good. So what do you feel was, or what was the commentary that you consumed growing up that impacted you the most? It's a good question. Yeah, I think it was, um, I think it, it was, seeing how people talked about themselves. And this is also on my other side of my family as Mm -hmm. well. Um, But on our side specifically with my mom too, like she's, we're all self-deprecating as well. Like that's kind of our humor, but definitely like self-deprecating thoughts just like, I, I feel like my mom always felt like a little bit other than her sisters too. Totally. Like she, like she, her nickname was tanker growing up. Like, right. like she wasn't so fucked. Yeah. Like I would like, my mom called me tater tot, like tot, whatever. I don't, I don't even know if that means anything. Like just a little like thick that I'm like, you know, I'm trying to think of what else that was. And I'm trying to keep it into the, like my family. Cause then again, like in middle school and whatever. You right. Hear but things. we can get into okay. that also. Cause that so has it's a huge like, role. Yeah, it's just I have thicker thighs, so it's like being called like thunder thighs by a boy, or like my nickname in middle school was like chunky noodles from the boys, and like the skinny girl was like skinny noodles, but I was chunky noodles, and like I had big boobs and a big butt since I was like twelve, right? Or actually forever, honestly. forever. I've always yeah, thought. I'm grateful for that. But um, yeah, so I just think it's like the the names and the commentary too, or just like. Even my mom just acknowledging, like, okay, well, maybe you can try. Like, she's being sweet, but, like, maybe mm-hmm. you, you have to wear this type. Like, you can't wear this. You should just – you should always stick with, like, this type of, you know, dress or only wear this or, like, because you look good in that, so just stick with that. Like, mm-hmm. you can't venture out and try what other people are wearing because you're not going to look as good as them. Like, that's how I feel like I yeah. internalized it. Um, and then – yeah, I just I, – I don't know what, like, the main thing was, but then I feel like because people would always – comment on my body like without permission right so it's just totally. like anytime I would walk in anywhere family members or whatever even if it was like oh my god you look really good it's like well wh- like don't even comment or like did you lose weight no like but yeah. did I need to or like is it because you thought I was fat before like those kind of comments too yeah. um or it was just always always about like looks right and then I think um yeah I just think it's like this certain type of look that you want it to be or the outfit that you should wear but you can't Mm -hmm. I mean I also think that like and I'd be curious if you have a specific memory of this because I I think it's always the person who's impacted has the actual memory versus the person who said something not intentionally to hurt their feelings but like I'm sure there were things that I've done I mean I know the bumpy back but like (laughs) Cammy one time you told me I had a bumpy back and wouldn't give me a massage, and I, like, like, cried, and I was upset. Yeah, but that's, I mean, it was fucked up of me, but, like. Okay, yes. The cousins, for sure, impacted. Yeah. Like, everything. I mean, you guys were, like, everything you did, I wanted to do. Everything you were, I wanted to be. So, it was, like, of course, everyone played a role in that. Even my sister, just, like, living in the shadow of women who I thought were just, like, so beautiful and not feeling that way myself mm-hmm. was hard. And I don't know. 
I don't know why I didn't feel that way about myself. I don't know. It was because I was born like that way, which is super insecure, or if it was like societal things that that did that to me. I think it's a mix. I don't know. Um, I think we're all born with like specific ways we take in information and think about ourselves, but I think majority of it is, and that would get into like human design, which honestly, I'd be curious to have your human design with, What's that? I have a coach. Um, you would love it. It's like your birth chart. Yeah. So it's your like rising sun, moon, those things, whatever. Like, you know, how you have different horoscopes mm-hmm. based on the time and the place you were born. And then you have this like human design chart and then you have someone read it to you. So it's like, what you are born with and then what is happening on the outside world that's impacting you. I just fucked up that entire definition for people who are listening into it. But I've worked with someone. It's amazing. I'll connect you with her. And you would be into it. But I think that – but society – I mean, it's not only what people are saying to you. That's one little snippet. But it's what people are saying about themselves, what people are saying about other people who aren't in the room, but maybe you yeah. identify with. Yeah. Which I think is a big thing in our family. I think so, too. Um, it's the comments. What, it's just the, the comments. comments. It's what you're seeing on society. In, you turtleize it. In, like, the media. Like, yeah. every Victoria's Secret model, every, like, magazine that was, like, this, not that. Like, the, what mm-hmm. imagery of bikinis. Like, of course, it impacted me, and I still was technically always in the mold of, like, society thin. So I'm sure it impacts even more. Yeah. And I, I do have to say, like, I would see, you know, you would be in the summers, like you're an athlete, right? So you'd be working out and you'd be on a run and you'd be, I like try to keep up because I was an athlete too, but in a very different way. But like, it was just always so like rooted in just like fitness and being thin and like the outfits and the everything. Yeah. Like I just, and then we were always in bikinis and it was like, right. Sorry. But I also think What's crazy is that in my mind, I look at you and I'm like, and I'm trying not to ever want to look at anyone and be like, I want to look like them. I'm trying to just be happy with who I am, which Mm -hmm. I am. But I'm like, if I could pick one person to look like, you would be that person. Thank you. Which is, isn't that crazy though? That like... Because I, I we're all so about my fucking warped. No, I, I want to look like you. No, I literally would do anything to look like you. Okay, I want to chat about specifically how we go about these conversations with our family because I think people would really enjoy, like, uh, what is the word? Digestible advice of like how do you navigate this? Yeah. So now that you're in a place where you feel comfortable, like. Speaking up for yourself, because I think for a long time we just kind of let the comments go. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate that? Yeah, I think it's coming from a place of, hey, I feel this way because of X, Y, and Z, because of a comment or what you said or whatever. And I would really like love if you could n- try not to say that or frame it in a different way or just like understand negative comments, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm having a conversation with my mom, it's not. How, you, I can't believe you would say this to me in anger. I guess it's just like I really just want to feel good, and it's from a good place. Totally. And so it's just re- rewiring our brain, right, to to think that. And I feel like we had that conversation last week, where it was just like, listen, this is this situation that happened with me and you sucked, and I really felt bad about myself. And she said sorry, and I was like, we, I love you. What's yeah. Going on? Because I think if you come at people, and this is anything angry like why the fuck are you saying like you know when when it's really just the straw that broke the camel's back the person who's saying these things has no idea for the most part Mm -hmm. how intensely they're impacting you 
And so that last comment can sometimes just like cause you to snap. And then if you respond in anger, they feel defensive, they feel attacked, you know. Yeah. Moms of like, oh, oh I'm such a bad mom. I'm like, such a bad mom. Right. Oh my God, you must hate me. It, oh, it's like, uh, oh, I messed you up. Like, sorry, but I. Sorry, I wasn't good at anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I think if you come at it with compassion, mm-hmm. in, and honestly, what I have said to my mom and what we try to say in Indiana is, I feel really good about myself. I, I'm in a place where I'm really fucking happy. Yeah. And it doesn't take up mental brain space for me. I would love if you could stop trying to yeah. bring it back into my mind, but also get to a place where I want you to be happy. Mm-hmm. Like, Yeah, it's like love for yourself and for um, your mom or like whoever it's right. like love for both of you like I want us both to be like feeling great and that's what we try to say to Nana which is <laughs> and Nana's not kind of we're kind of fucked with that one like yeah it's just kind of but I think the ship has sailed well the ship has sailed but she's but gotten a little better we still try because we'll I think always try we'll always try I think we're a very vocal family I think we love each other so much that it's like when someone says something, we're going to talk about it and we're going to acknowledge it and we're going to work through it. Like, I just think that that's, we are not going to ignore anything. I don't think mm-hmm. we like to ignore anything. Nope. Like I sure as fuck don't. I think. Um, the two of us, definitely. And, and that's why we're similar. Yes. Because it's like, we're very vocal. We're opinionated for better or for worse. Mm-hmm. Um, we speak our mind, I think. And we also care very deeply for people. Yes. But, yeah. I also think, and this is just an example, if you're someone who is in a family where maybe the comments aren't impacting you directly, but you don't want to hear it or you observe, like, okay, for instance, we're all sitting at the beach mm-hmm. and someone older in our family makes a comment about someone on the beach being fat, which, like, we grew up hearing. Yeah. All the time, if we're being honest. It's disgusting, but we did. Um, And for me, for example, we can take us as, as like, putting ourselves in the situation. Yes, maybe subconsciously that was definitely – that was, like, playing a role in my mind of, like, oh, I don't want to look like that. Like, got to keep what I'm doing or whatever. But I also think that a comment like that could potentially impact you more given the way mm-hmm. that you felt about your body. So I think for someone in my position speaking up, where if maybe the other person didn't feel comfortable speaking up, oh, of yeah. being like, you you can't say that. Like, And also, what does it matter if they look different than, mm-hmm. than you or us? Like, they're happy. Who the fuck cares? Yeah. Well, you also don't know that person. And At you all. Can't you have no context. comment on that person. And it's just... I don't know if it's, like, to make yourself feel better or it's, like, I don't know why people would make a comment like that, right? It's, um, like, to make yourself feel better to – it's, like, almost um, deflection or whatever on I your I think it's a deflection. Or, I also think it's, like – Or what's the word? That's not the right word. Deflection. I don't know. Uh, it's, like, um, refle- or reflection of yourself of, like, what's going – your own – You're projecting. You're projecting. Thank you. Um, but I also think it's – I mean, yeah, I have no fucking idea why those comments were ever made. But yeah. – I think if you're listening to this, speaking up, whether it's greatly impacting you or you're just like, oh, I don't like that, like speaking up can help maybe someone else in the setting who is greatly impacted by that but doesn't have the confidence or the or whatever it is to mm-hmm. speak their mind and to like defend that. Does that yeah. does any of this make sense? My brain is not working. No, I know. But- we're both very tired. <laughs> we're both coming off. It's Monday morning after we both had a big wedding weekend. Yeah. And we're also trying to play so, like, but not PC, but... Yeah, okay. Here the, here's the thing. 
Here's the thing. Like, we don't want to throw, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to bash. It's a difficult conversation. Also, like, it is our own, just our own experience and our own perspective, right? This is like, we grew up in a very white culture, like, where the ideal was thin. Um, that's, That's our experience, right? And that's what we're talking about. So there's like many other cultures who think differently or yeah. just like we're not speaking for every woman ever of or like that we're speaking just on our ex- own experience but um yeah i think it's like for me like last weekend right or yesterday i had my cousin's wedding mm-hmm. on my other side you looked amazing I thank you got that dress but i got s- maybe 10 dresses before in rotation like it's like an it's like an obsessive like thing like I have to order this dress or I, I have to have options or like, is this going to work? Is this going to fit? And I do have to say that like for your wedding, it was the anxiety that I had about picking an outfit. Same with Maddie's wedding, like being around our family. And maybe this was different because it was on my other side, but yeah. I finally, yeah, like on Saturday when the wedding was, I had options, but I knew I was like, I want to wear that dress. I got in it. I felt great. I was like, I didn't have to try on any other ones. I was like, this is what I'm going to wear, and I feel good, and I took pictures. That is literally the first time that that has happened to me. Well, snaps for you. That's amazing. I was like, you know what? I'm just, I don't care. I'm going to feel good. Like, I felt great, and I'm, like, confident, and that's it. But I've never, I really have not felt that way for any wedding that I've ever been to. But that is growth. Yeah. Which is incredible. That's also you putting in personal work, Mm -hmm. which is amazing, and I want to get into, like, specifics of that. Um you also wore the black dress on Friday night, which is the best dress ever. I wore it in brown. We you wore it the same wore the night. Same dress. Yeah. It's so comfy. I got so great. many compliments on it. I did too. Um, but I also think what you just said plays a large role in this for me specifically that I have never really unpacked, but I'm starting to, is the image obsession obsession, obsession. within our family because it it it's deep. Yeah. Um, it, it runs deep. Sucks because it's so superficial, and I think we are so deep. So superficial. We're very deep, and we're so loving, and we're, the, like, such a loving family, but we do have some superficial tendencies. Yes, and that is something that I think I struggle with the most in terms of image. So it's not necessarily body-related, but it's, like, this push and pull of feeling like I have to look a certain way, like I have to dress a certain way. Like I'm definitely on the more tomboy side. I always have been. You mm-hmm. know that. Like I wore boys' bathing suits to school until fifth grade yeah. with like the limited two graphic stick figures. So did you shirts. feel like you had to dress more like So part girly? of me thinks that I almost dress the way I dress in like rebellion of my mom, kind of. Yeah. Um, and the other part of me gets really frustrated when – I feel when it even comes up of like, oh, you're wearing that or like, why aren't you getting more dressed up? And I'm like, why does it matter? Like, yeah. And it's really become one thing that we have fought over with Liam. Yeah. Why does it matter what he is wearing? Why does it matter? And I have like six things hanging in his closet. Like he really, other than pajamas and sweatpants, the kid doesn't have much clothes, which is fine. He always looks cute. He always looks so. cute as fuck. But that has become an argument. And yeah. I, it's like, the, it's the image obsessory mm-hmm. obsessiveness that for me bothers me, I think, the most where it just feels so superficial. And I do feel like there's so much more important shit in this world yeah. to talk about, to care about. 
And that to me is, I think, the last route that I struggle with because I do think it's inherent. I mean, it's part of like the patriarchal system Mm -hmm. of like, because it's also why, what's the reason? Why do you care so much about what you're looking like? It's really what other people think. It's one thing if you're like, I love expressing myself this way. Yeah. And I think my, my mom like is like loves fashion and like is always like so well dressed like she loves clothes and she buys a lot of clothes and I have <laughs> that issue too where I'm like always buying clothes but I think it's rooted in weight of like body yeah. image issues because it's like well the more clothes I have the more I can like try to fit and like I never wear this clo- like this thing in my closet because I bought it thinking it would look good on me and it never does because it wasn't right for me right mm-hmm. but I would buy it because someone else was wearing it whatever um But, yeah, so, like, my mom would always be, like, dressing up. She had, like, a big job that she was always, like, dressed to the nines for. And so, for me, doing a similar job to her, I was always, like, I have to dress up for show day. I have to be, like, looking on point. I can never look like I just rolled out of bed. Like, I have to be on it. And so, even for work, it's, like, I have to dress up. Now I'm in a more casual job. But I do have to say my mom was visiting. I remember. Yeah, I tell this. She was staying in our apartment. And, like, for the last four months before that leading up to this, I remember just being like, I'm so happy. I just get up and get dressed and I don't care about what I'm wearing to work. And I'm like, I just am casual. I feel good. And like, I hadn't had an issue like that in a really long time. And my mom was staying with us. And for some reason, like I took 30 minutes to get dressed. And I'm like, why am I struggling so much with like putting something on my body when the last four months I've been doing so well because I just decided I don't care anymore. Um, and I realized it was because my mom was there. And you were really going to have to walk and out. And I was going to have to walk yeah. out and she's going to have to see me and make a comment on whatever I was wearing. Whether she made a comment or not, I thought she's going to think something about it. Mm-hmm. And I ended up putting on this like men's dress shirt that's like blue, like baby blue. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes, she did too. It's so cute. It's in right now. Everyone's wearing like the big like button downs and it's whatever. And she looked at me and she's like, is that Papa's shirt? Like, whose shirt is that? Like, is that a man's shirt? And I'm just like, so I just like, just shut the fuck I'm up. just like, yes. But I asked the same question. Okay, to be fa- I will defend your mom on this one thing. Okay. I'm not going to, like, I think A. But I knew she was going to say it. Well, here's the thing. I think we're maybe more sensitive or like hyper aware or we put this on them where we're nervous because we've been ingrained to think this way growing up Mm -hmm. because if comments are always made about what you're wearing then you assume that they're always going to be made so I think it's on both ends and like to just defend our parents for a second or moms it's like maybe they weren't going to say anything but we still have those emotions because what we've been wired to think she could have said for years yes but I will just defend the Papa comment because we did all take Papa's dress shirts after he died. We did. And it just, it literally looks like one he would wear. And you know what? Maybe that's why I was drawn it to it. It inspired me to pull out the shorts that I have of his and I'm going to wear. But I, I think I actually have a baby blue one. Yeah. I'm going to look. You probably do. But um, it was just that it was like but it was an just, oversized right. man shirt, right? I'm not wearing something that's flattering for my body type because I don't care. Right. Like I've always had to wear things that are just like. So actually this is interesting. The comment me, but of I just flattering. Yes. Like, do you think that's the next thing that's going to go? I already see people being like, I'm stopping using like oh, oversized stuff a little no, bit. No, but more. I mean like even oh. just like the concept of something being flattering. Because what makes it flattering is that typically flattering means that you look thinner. Would you disagree? No, 
No, I think flattering is whatever is dressing for your body type. So like dressing in a way that makes whatever your asset is look good and and but to in society, right? So whatever. Right, but that's what I mean. Yeah, like so inherently, maybe, right. it kind of is. We're working through this right now because you're it's right. like, for instance, people saying like, "Oh, black is so flattering," but black is slimming. Black is slimming. So, yeah, like I'm all about dressing for what makes you feel best. Mm-hmm. But I've started to notice recently that I think I want to kind of cut back on the like, "Oh, that this is so flattering on me," because it's like, okay, well, why is it flattering? I can be like, "Oh, these fit so well." Yeah. Because maybe if you're someone who like can't find a pair of jeans that fit your body type, and then you do, you're inherently you automatically say these are so flattering. But really, it's oh, these finally fit me. These finally fit me, or these fit right, or yeah, yeah. Because I think for me, flattering is always like, okay. Um, if I wear something that doesn't cinch at the waist or whatever, it's going to look like I'm larger than I am. Right. So I have to always wear something that's like going to cinch me in the waist. That's what flattering is to me. Cause that makes me look thinner. So, I mean, inherently. Yeah. yeah. Or like things that are not as tight, right. On like my legs or my butt or, or like it's tight on the butt, but like goes out. Right. Right. But I think it, it can be like, obviously you it's can want assets. to dress a certain way. You can want to, you know, you have a great fucking ass. You can want to show off your butt. Um, however, maybe like the term flatter. I don't know. I also think like I was put in a certain box, and this is going back a little bit, but like put in a certain box where it's like, okay, you have a big butt, so you got to show that right. off, or you got to, or you've got to, you know, big boobs. You got to show those off. Which I, it's, did you feel sexualized? So I felt sexualized, and I feel like like everyone in the family too. It's always like totally. Oh, you're so sexy, and you're so. It's not like oh, you're gorgeous, or like you're beautiful. It's like you're sexy. Oh, oh my God, ooh la la. Like I don't know whatever yeah. you want to say, but um, it's like so. I I heard those words, and then I like leaned into it. I just went with it because I'm like, okay, this is what people are commenting on, and this is what in my mind I'm like, maybe that's go- a good thing. So I'm gonna dress like sexier, or I'm gonna dress sluttier, or whatever it is. Like I don't know what sluttier is in my opinion, but like I'm just gonna dress to show off those assets and that was like flattering for me because that's the comments that I got. Right, those are the comments you were getting. And I ended up not I ended up not feeling good. Like for example at your wedding, like I feel like my boobs are out. And what I was like, dress this isn't did a, you wear at my wedding? It was it was really pretty. I liked it, but it was like a spaghetti strap with like a cowl neck here and then like tight here and whatnot. Oh, but Oh, I can envision But it was like a sexy dress. Right, right? It was maroon. Okay. It was sexy. It was though. sexy. You you Because I leaned into it because I'm like hot. No, but I'm like yeah. I. I was like that's the only way I'm gonna feel good, right? Like, but did you feel good or no? No, I didn't because I don't think maybe I don't think that's what I want. I yeah. think I wasn't dressing for me, and maybe I'm. I'm literally working this out right now. So, what do you think helped you the most to get to the place where you're at now? I'm again like not I in know the you're best still place. Working, I'm still but working. Gotten to a place, that but I've yeah. Is, I do have to say. Last year, I was in a really bad place with it. I would say I'm still working on it, right? It's a work in progress, like I said before. But last year, I was not in a good place with my own body image and self-worth and self-love and all that stuff um, because we had just gone through a pandemic. I wasn't out and about as social. I didn't have to worry so much about, like, what I looked like, you know, all these social events, like... I think it was probably May of 2021 when we started to do a lot of that again. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. It was the summer I of I had so much returning. anxiety 
about what people are going to think of what I looked like or being just around people and just like doing things again. And I went on this girl's trip um, with my friends and everyone was getting ready and it's like 10 girls getting ready. And I didn't know what to put on my body. Like I legit did not know what to put on my body. And it felt like my whole world was spinning when everyone looked happy and like they're putting on their cute outfits. Let's go take pictures. And I put on a dress that I wanted to wear and it didn't fit me because I thought it did and it, it just didn't. And I didn't look great. And some, one of my friends made a comment and I just, I had a full panic attack, a breakdown. I didn't want to be in any photos. I didn't want to be seen. Um, and I cried to my family about it after I like had a full mental breakdown, um, about how I felt about myself. And it was after that, like a month later that I started therapy again. Um, I started doing Reiki, which is like a lot of self-love. I don't know if you know what Reiki is, but you can Google it. Um, and I think just realizing, um, it, it, what matters and what doesn't and and really like working on self-love is what brought me to this point now and not seeking validation. Like I was always like, okay, well maybe, you know, once I get to this weight, I'll feel this way. Or even like when I'm in a relationship and happy, I'll like lose weight and I'll be happy. And like, that didn't happen. Right. I started dating Julian and I was like, wait, I'm still not like this weight. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, why do I have to wait to be like for that to, yeah. to feel good about myself? I was seeking validation from everybody else, but myself. And so I think that's the work that I've done to change that. I changed my, you know, dietary, what's it called? Preferences? Intake? I had to be gluten-free and right. dairy-free because Carly has psoriasis. Stomach. I have psoriasis, so I also have that whole aspect of, like, outside of right. perspective of, like, having something on my skin and people making comments, like, what is that, which happened this weekend. Um, but, yeah, so for my autoimmune disease and also just because of stomach issues, I did made that change and I felt really good. So I'm like, I'm going to keep I'm going to keep going. And it's not to, like, restrict myself. It's just because I feel good. Mm -hmm. But I think um, in the past year is when I made the most growth, growth and change and just accepting, like letting go a little bit. Yeah. Just being happy. I just want to be happy, really. So. Totally. And I think from my experience, making small changes, I mean, the biggest thing for me was self-talk, talking to myself in the mirror and yeah. giving myself positive affirmations and who you surround yourself with. Mm -hmm. Like, there are friends of mine who I've never heard comment on their body. I've never heard, excuse me, comment on other people's body. Like, those are the people I like to spend time with. Um, it also is very eye-opening once you do the personal work of then spending time with people and being like, wow, this is... Yeah, this is tough. Tough. But I can honestly think about times within our family, um, I, I forgot to bring this up, but like I was reading my journals recently and going through, I just, I keep them all. And when I finish one, I like go through some old ones and I was trying to pull some stuff for a video I was making. And I found one where I was writing about how jealous I was of Lucy. Mm. And... I actually meant to tell her this, but it was when I was very obsessed with weight and I didn't feel good in my own skin. And that led me to miss out on a lot of life opportunities. Like I would go into dinners with girlfriends being fucking obsessed over what was on the menu. What was I going to be able to have? What was I going to eat? Like just so much brain space wasted mm -hmm. now that I'm on the other side and I show up at a restaurant without even looking. I'm like, wow, what a wonderful experience this is. But I, I wrote this whole thing being jealous of Lucy because of the way she looks and because she just has like a carefree fucking attitude. Like, I don't yeah. know how that girl missed all of this 
shit that we deal with. She probably has some. Well, she's got her own she's stuff. Got her, well, she also has had her own, you know. Journey. Journey. So we all yeah. have, and I think all of the girls have, and even my brother. Right. Boy has, like, internalized things. A lot of stuff. But, yeah, that's interesting that you were jealous. But I was writing one. And writing about it. About, like, not only was I jealous of her body type, but I was jealous that, like, she didn't care about things and that she could have fun and that I felt like I couldn't because it was holding me back. And it was so interesting to read because I'm like, I feel, I mean, I love Lucy. She's my best friend, but I, I'm not jealous of her. I'm like, I fucking love you. I'm so yeah. proud of you. I, I've I been want jealous you to have of the her world. too. I mean, like, we're the exact opposites. And right. we grew up together and it was like sharing clothes, but we couldn't because, like, she's tall and thin and yeah. like has long legs and I'm short and curvy and like it's just we're different body types and like being in photos together whenever we take a photo it's just like we're so different like towering over but us it's, well it's, well, she might think that that's I don't think that right. she thinks that's no, insecurity she but I think that that is like beautiful too right and it's yeah. always so anyways you can always be compare yourself to anybody yeah. especially in your family but I think the self talk and the affirmations for me was the biggest change mm-hmm. And then I think also, like, once you start calling, I don't know if calling people out, you know, calling people in, but whatever. Like, once you start actually speaking up in those instances, not only does it make you more aware of, like, oh, I don't like when people say this or, you know, oh, wait, they said that. I'm not going to internalize it. I think that helps me where I'm like, oh, no, like – let's not say that or let's not comment on people's bodies or I'd rather you not comment on how much I'm eating or what I look like or how much I weigh or what this, you know, those things. The comments. I think it also reemphasizes for you mentally of I don't want to think like that. It's And it's training your brain and rewiring in a different way and I think also self-love is contagious too. So like if you're, if you see somebody who's like, seemingly happy right and it's natural where they're like very happy with themselves and confident and feeling really good in whatever way that works for them I think that it's contagious right and then totally you're not hearing them make comments you're not going to or like I just think it's like it is something that you people attract to you when you're Mm -hmm. when you're feeling that way and you attract people around you to also hopefully spread that and feel that way absolutely I will say since I have reach this new level of happiness and joy with life over the past six months. I feel that people want to spend more time. Like, I feel like I'm attracting more positive energy Mm -hmm. out there. And even, like, my girlfriend who I was with this weekend, she's like, you are fucking thriving, and I love it for you. Yeah, you you are. And she's like, you are just happy. And, like, Kelly, our other cousin at Danny's wedding, she looked at me and was like, what the fuck is going on with you? Does your face hurt? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you've not stopped smiling. Are yeah. you okay? Like, who are you? And it's contagious. I'm jealous of it too. I'm, I always like, I'm like, yeah, oh, you're I happy. And I'm, but I haven't always but been it's that our way. Journey. And I'm like, but I think that it is contagious. It's like, okay, Cammy's do. What is she doing that she's like that? And you've done a lot of work, right? Mm-hmm. So like. I'm going to do some work, too. I want yeah. to feel that way. I want to maintain it. And that's why it's I'm going to keep easy. doing the work. It's not easy. Yeah. It's not easy to unlearn a lot of a lot of things. Yes, it is not. Um, I love you so much. I love you, too. Thank you for coming on well, here. Thank you for having me. This is great. Um, for everyone listening, I hope that this was helpful in some way of rewiring your brain or reflecting on you know, how you want to potentially raise children or how you want to react to commentary within your family. I think it's twofold to be on the receiving end of it. And then as a parent, to make sure that you are 
breaking that tradition, mm-hmm. if it is a tradition in your family like ours. Yeah. yeah. Um, I love you so much. I love you too. Thanks, Cam. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I love doing this more than anything in the world. If you could be so kind as to rate and or review the show, share a screenshot on your Instagram story, whatever you feel like doing to show some love, I would really appreciate it. Obviously follow at Pod on Instagram and me at Freckled Foodie for more content. Thank you for being a part of the FF fam and I hope you have a wonderful day.